Hey everyone, I'm Serena. And I'm Tina, and we are the Mental Health Mamas. Welcome to No Need to Explain. We are so glad you're here. First, as always, a quick disclaimer. We come to you not as mental health professionals or experts in the field, but rather as parents with lived experience who are on a mission to normalize the conversation around mental health. If you or someone you love is experiencing a mental health crisis, please seek professional support. You'll find a variety of resources in our show notes and on our website, no need to explain podcast.com. Today, we would like to talk about youth mental health, and specifically, we want to respond to the Surgeon General's advisory that came out, I believe, last November? I'm not sure exactly. And yes, we it's an important document. Youth mental health has certainly been in the news a lot lately, and none of the headlines are good. Yeah, so a quick look at the headlines reveals a lot to worry about. For example, nowhere to turn. Families are overwhelmed as kids' mental health needs go unmet and mental health needs of children are soaring and help can be hard to find. Or what about U.S. schools close again as children's mental health declared national crisis? I could keep going. Ugh, please do not. Okay, I won't. It feels overwhelming. Yeah, it is hard to find a sense of hope in any of those headlines. And this is why we want to talk about the Surgeon General's advisory, and it's titled Protecting Youth Mental Health. And while this report paints a similar picture of the state of youth mental health, what we like about it is the call to action for all of us. So we're going to start by breaking it down a bit for anyone who hasn't seen it. And we recommend that you go take a look at it, uh, but we want to give kind of a summary of the report. Sure. First, let's just lay out that this is not just another depressing statistical report. As I said, it's very practical and and has very accessible tips and ways we can get ourselves out of this crisis together. And that is a key word, right, Serena? Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to start us off with a quote from the advisory, and that is, Ensuring healthy children and families will take an all-of-society effort, including policy, institutional, and individual changes in how we view and prioritize mental health. And I want to emphasize again the all sentiment here. The Surgeon General, I think I'm saying this right, Dr. Vivek Murthy, is stating a call to action for all of us. Um, I think when we think of mental health, some of us think that therapists are the answer, medication is the answer. And we'll tell you with all the work Serena and I have done in the community and with families, both our own families and other families, we truly believe that this is about, um, you know, all of us finding solutions together. So the point he's emphasizing here is the kind of from policymakers to individuals, we must all work together at every level to be well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do think it's important to take a moment and talk about some of the statistics mentioned in this advisory uh, so that everyone just kind of gets a, a good idea of what we're facing here. And they're not pretty, uh, but I think it's important. Let's do it. 
Okay. So we know that there were challenges prior to the pandemic, and we've talked about this before on previous episodes. Uh, So the quote in the advisory is, in 2016, of the 7.7 million children with treatable mental health disorder, about half did not receive adequate treatment. So that right there, that is not good, right? And then came the pandemic. And here's the quote from that. Since the pandemic began, rates of psychological distress among young people, including symptoms of anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders have increased. And there's lots more statistics in the uh, in the report, um, and we're not going to get into all the details, but I do think that this is a true statement for many of us and not just youth in our communities. Mm-hmm, for sure. And we are all different in lots of ways, and it breaks a lot of those things down as well. And what we know to be true is that hard has become harder. People who were struggling before are probably struggling a little more. And many people who were not struggling at all are also struggling. Some of those hard to harder categories include those having mental health challenges before the pandemic, people who live in urban areas or areas where the severe COVID-19 outbreaks have been, Um, youth who have parents and caregivers who work on the front lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, the worry about COVID-19 overwhelming, um, or those who've experienced disruptions in routine, hello, our youth, mm-hmm. seriously, Everybody. for two years now, right? <laughs> Such, uh, you know, and that includes not only not going to school, but like not seeing friends, um, you know, things that are really important to youth mental health and growth, right? Um, There are those youth experiencing ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, abuse, neglect, community violence, discrimination, Um, the youth who are experiencing more financial instability, food shortages, or housing instability. And last, but certainly not least, the youth who are experiencing trauma, um, such as losing family members or caregivers during COVID-19. It's mm-hmm. a lot of hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot for anyone to handle. And, you know, we're thinking these are kids, right? These mm-hmm. are our youth. Um, so before we move on to the next part of the advisory, I'm just going to emphasize one more time that solving this will require all of us. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that there are things that we can do. The rest of the advisory has been broken down into categories for how we can each take action. The categories that have been included are young people, family members and caregivers, educators, healthcare organizations and professionals, media organizations, community organizations, funders and foundations, employers and governments. We encourage you again to take a look at the entire report, but we're going to focus on the section of what family members and caregivers can do since that's what we do best. That is who we are for sure. So the first thing we like to highlight one of the calls to action, if you will, is be the best role model you can be for young people by taking care of your own mental and physical health. Now, we know all too well that if we take good care of ourselves, it's easier to take good care of our people. 
Serena and I can vouch for that fact. And it's kind of a revolving need, a visit and revisit thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We remind each other quite often about that. Um, We happen to uh, be having a free one hour compassion resilience workshop on February 8th, not too long from now, from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are in the US for those of you listening elsewhere. Um, We will link, there's an Eventbrite link to sign up and we'll put that in our show notes. And if you just go on Eventbrite and search Compassion Resilience Mental Health Mamas, you can find it. Again, taking good care of yourself, your mes- your mental and physical health is essential to our the well-being of our youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the next suggestion is help children and youth develop strong, safe, and stable relationships with you and other supportive adults. So we know that the research tells us that children need at least one safe, stable, nurturing relationship in order to be resilient, in order to be okay. We've talked about this before in terms of being the one for youth in our communities. And if you're interested in hearing what we had to say about that on how to Which be I'm the sure one, you are. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can check out episode 19 from our first season, from season one. And while it's important for youth to have one safe, stable, nurturing relationship, having more is even better. As a parent, you don't have to be the only one. And that's actually a great thing, right? It's it's great if your kids have lots of supportive adults in their world. Good for you. Good for your kids. Yeah. Few. You don't have to be the only one, right? <laughs> Um, we are going to skip over a couple, a couple of these, what you can do. And again, they're all in the report, but another one we'd like to highlight having regular contacts with your healthcare providers, again, being that good role model, as well as making sure that your youth has regular access to mental and physical health care, super important. More and more pediatricians, which is usually the first line, right? First line is they're doing initial screenings for mental health care. I am so pleased to hear this. This was certainly not the case when my adults were younger, and I'm so grateful that it's become more mainstream to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those regular checkups are super important for all of us. And in addition to that, the report also suggests to look out for warning signs of distress and seek help when needed. And so this is a kind of tricky topic. Uh, Parents often ask when they should seek help um, and, you know, what they should look for. And there's no sort of definitive answer. There's no, you know, quick rule or checklist for this. So what I would say is that, you know, your child best, you are the expert. If you're concerned, seek help. And there are lots of different people you could reach out to for support. We know that there's a shortage of, you know, uh, mental health professionals in our communities right now. And often starting with the child's doctor, the pediatrician is a good first step. Other ideas might be school counselors, other mental health professionals, or perhaps someone in your community. Bottom line, if you think your child needs help, ask for help and don't stop asking until you find what you need. Yes. And just to follow up on that, Serena, never underestimate the power of your community. Serena and I often ask when we work with families, we ask people about their champions in the world. It's like a be the one thing, right? The truth is a champion can come in lots of packages. Who do you or your youth connect with? 
who is one of those people in your community, perhaps school, who, who just totally gets your youth. Lean on those folks. It's important to have others in your child's life. Yes, absolutely. And our lives. So when I think Mm -hmm. about our journey as a family, it was often those champions that helped us bridge a gap or make it through a tough time or get me through, right? Mm -hmm. So that could be, you know, school nurses, people at church, coaches, neighbors, anyone can be a champion. You're one of my champions, for sure. (laughs) And we all need them. You know, I, I love the Brene Brown independence versus dependence video, right? We -hmm. all think that being independent is so awesome. But the fact is, if you're dependent, it means that you love and that you need. And Mm -hmm. that's super important. So um, we all need each other. So let's go next to a little bit of a hot button. And it could be a little tricky in families, especially as your youth turns into a teen, Mm -hmm. Um, that online communication, that kind of digital communication from texting to social media, it can be very tricky. And we know it's affecting the mental health of our youth for sure. So it is positive in that it keeps those lines of communication open, your kids connected to others, but we all know it can be negative, right? There is bullying, pervasive bullying online, quite honestly. Um, your child could find harmful information out there. And probably the most innocuous that is, you know, it's comparing yourself to other people, right? And seriously, that is harming our kids. Just looking at a picture of someone looking pretty and smiling might be harmful. Um There is information in the report, which includes questions you might ask yourself about your child's use of technology. And we encourage you to take a look at that. Yeah, I I always say that uh, when I was a kid, if I had had access to the internet, I would have gotten in so much trouble. <laughs> Can't even imagine the things. Not going that... there, not going there. <laughs> uh, so one final suggestion we'd like to highlight is to be a voice for mental health in your community. And we say this all the time, and we're going to keep saying it. Talk about mental health. Let's normalize this conversation. Talk to other adults. Talk to your kids. Talk to your work colleagues. Just talk about it. Yes. Shout it from the rooftops, normalize, normalize, normalize. You know, we all have mental health, as we say, as we might have said once or twice on the mm-hmm. show before, right? <laughs> we all have mental health. Are you well or do you need support? So there is one thing missing from this advisory that is super important. And I think we need to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. So while it's great that there are all of these categories of what each of us can do, What's missing from my perspective is the collaboration. Uh We cannot work in silos and expect to solve this crisis. It's only by working together that we will create change. Yes, silos, anti-silos, no Mm -hmm. silos, right? We need to work better together. So we are issuing you, our listeners, a permission slip to any family member out there, and perhaps those of you who are in other categories, educators, we know lots of you listen, healthcare professionals, community organizations, funders and foundations, let's get together. Let's work together to support our youth and help foster their well-being. Mm 
Solutions to big issues are best solved by working together in positive partnership. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of peas. It's a lot of peas. Yeah. <laughs> Important though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one more point for everyone listening, please continue to be gentle with yourself during this very challenging time. We mm-hmm. are all doing our best to support our youth and ourselves. And this is tough. Yeah. And let's just say this is all of our first ever global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, we are doing the best we know how to do. And we need each other for sure. We we should not have to do this. You are not alone, right? Mm -hmm. You are not alone. Be gentle with yourself. That is excellent advice, Serena. So yeah, podcast friends, we are as always grateful for you listening and supporting us. You can help us out by visiting Apple podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe, and please share with others. You will find a lot more content on our website. No need to explain podcast.com. And this is your gentle reminder to take good care of yourself while you're also taking care of your people. Thanks again for listening. Bye.